Oh, hey, there he is. Good morning. Hey, how are you, bud? I'm good, and I'm, I'm a little windswept right now. Yeah? Windy where you're at? Windy. I'm at, uh, today's moving day. We're moving one of my offices. Oh, fun. Yeah, so we are on the Warren side of the river here. Lovely. Quick. And... Oh, not the whole thing. <laughs> you get that's a big office. I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, we got a little extra room just in case we need it. Um, yeah, but anyway, how you doing? Well, that's that's cool. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're just down for a little walk. I uh, just got my morning run in. Nice. How'd it go? It's been. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah, I haven't been the most like consistent this week. I've had a couple of days off and. Christine's going back to school, so it's like a change of time for me. Yeah. Like, I'm yep. usually up and out the door at, like, 5.36, and uh, it's just not possible these days. So gotcha. we try to get out there at 7, and, uh, you know, it's just not, just not a good day. But yeah, we got through it. We got you through did. it. No, I got a yeah. really important question for you. Yeah, what's up? Was there a warm-up involved before you went out? <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, can I be Don't honest? Lie. Don't lie. I won't lie. I won't lie. Um, no, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. Uh, I know. We had that whole conversation. We did. I tell people, I'm always telling people to warm up. And then I just looked at the clock. I was like, okay, I got I got to go live with Mike at 730. I want to get three miles in. It's 7 o'clock. And so I just I just took off. So you so you sacrificed your health, risked injury to get in the next three minutes of running. I get it. Yeah, you know. know. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons why I felt so terrible. Maybe. You know. We kind of had a discussion about that last week, didn't we? We we did we did. Uh, so I'm going to make sure once I get into this rhythm, this rhythm of the new like recalibration. Uh, I'm going to do some warming up. Alright, I like it. Cool. So, I thought today, um, this is a little bit selfish, we'd talk about an injury, well not really, I don't know if it's technically an injury on me, but some soreness and pains I've had in the past. Yep. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of times when it comes to running injuries, the ankles, the knees tend to get a lot of love. Um, but I tend to get a fairly, fairly sharp pain in the front of my hip, like right on the, uh, well, I guess it's like right on the hip flexor there in the front. And I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about like hip injuries, glutes, glute area as well. Maybe yep. some of the common injuries that you see with a lot of the runners who come in. Sure. Um. All right. First of all, can you can you hear me okay? Because it's pretty windy. I don't know if my mic. I on. I hear you. I can hear wind, but I can also hear you. All right. Let me try to let me try to hibernate somewhere over here. Um, all right. So yeah, hips. Um, most common injuries I would probably say are one is um, like a hip flexor type of strain, which is something in the area that you could be. Um, talking about mm -hmm. um so this flex strain then you have which is a pretty benign 
So the hip flexors are the muscles in the front of the hip that help bring the knee up like so. Uh, yeah. They also can provide some stability for the spine. They don't do a great job at it, but they tend to try to do that. Okay. Um, but they tend to get overworked. And if you sit a lot, which most mm -hmm. of us do way too much, then um, they'll tend to get extremely tight. So as you're trying to run, especially as your speeds are getting higher and you're opening up your stride a little more, then mm -hmm. you might feel the restriction in that hip flexor. Um, and also on that note, because you talk about glutes, if um, your hip flexors are tight, you're never going to optimally um, tap into your glute strength. Oh, all right. Because I remember yeah. we talked about that a little bit, I think, in uh, either the first Coffee Talk or when you came out for the podcast, that a lot of times runners have a difficult time actually using their glutes. Yeah. Um, and I used to do a, uh, like, kind of a strength class with a gentleman who... Um, he used to kind of emphasize that a lot more than any other trainers that I've worked with in the past. And he yep. said, hey, man, those are, those are your pushers, man. Get in there. Use them. They're there for a reason. Yeah, it's there for, they're for pushing, not for cushion. <laughs> exactly. You know? But, yeah, like that. the problem is a lot of us spend too much time sitting on it than mm -hmm. getting out there and using it, right? Um, right. So, yeah, the... The, the more flexible you can get your hip flexors, the stronger your glutes will be. The stronger your glutes are, the more flexible you can get your hip flexors. So it's kind of an inverse relationship there, but you want to work on both. Yeah. Um, so weak glutes uh, or tight hip flexors can both lead to that hip flexor type of strain. Right? Yeah. Another thing we see a lot of is just like a gluteal strain. Or mm -hmm. everyone, a lot of people know the piriformis muscle. It's a tiny little muscle deep in your butt cheek. And you know, if you go to a doctor and say you have pain in your butt, they usually just say it's piriformis syndrome and you know, send you to therapy. Yeah. But, you know, you can strain your gluteus maximus, the biggest of the glute muscles. That's the one that everyone sees. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got some smaller glute muscles out to the side, and then you have six deep rotator muscles in each deep in each uh, cheek that are extremely yeah. important. And if those are strong, then it doesn't keep the knee aligned. And, and then you kind of get this, let me show you here. So you kind of get this playing type of action when you oh, yeah. So if those muscles in the glute are strong, you can keep that knee in line right under your hip, in between your hip and your ankle. Um, so you can strain those little rotating muscles um, by just not paying attention to them and doing simple little exercises like, you know, bridges and clamshells and leg raises and simple things. No, no major equipment needed. Cool. Um, then if you get a little deeper into the hip, what, you know, what we don't like to see, but we see quite often are labral tears. Oh, yes, I've heard of those. What yeah. it, so explain to me what that labrum thing is and how come it gets torn often with runners. Yeah, so... The labrum is a cartilage ring that goes around your hip joint. So the hip joint's a uh, ball and socket. Um, and you have a lot of, um, you should have a lot of mobility in that joint. So what mm -hmm. the bus does is it laid down this cartilage ring to kind of vacuum seal that ball into socket, into the socket for maybe a little extra um, stability. Like a little gasket. Kind of, yeah. And it holds, it kind of holds the ball socket together. Um, and that gets torn a lot just just from the sheer repetition of running. I think we hit mm -hmm. that last time. Like depending on your stride, you could take a thousand to twelve hundred steps per mile. Right. You know, 
an average runner running 20 to 40 miles a week, a lot of steps. So it's um, you can get a, a long-term chronic breakdown of the labrum. Every once in a while, we'll see an, an acute tear, like if you're running on the ice and slip, one leg goes one direction, the other leg goes in the other. Yeah. Acute tear. They're not. They're kind of like the meniscus in the knee, because it's cartilage, so they, they don't ever heal. But you can go on, after rehabbing and stabilizing the joint, you can go on with a very fruitful running career. Just you have to maintain it. And, uh, yeah, select few of those people may end up in surgery um, to get that repaired, kind of like a meniscus. Right. Um, you know, and then from there, with your older runners, you get um, arthritis in the hip. You know, we see that yeah. a lot. We see that people starting in their 30s, which isn't great, but, um, you know, yeah. 30s and beyond, that's always something you got to be um, cognizant of. Oh man, I gotta start thinking about arthritis, Mike. Jeez, but aren't you aren't you like twenty two? Uh, I feel twenty two. You you look seventeen. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna try to ride that out as long as I yeah, can. You should. Do you still <laughs> get carded when you order a beer at dinner? I do. It's awesome. I bet you do. Yep. Although you there need, is a little, need a little more of this, then you don't get carded anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, real quick, we just got a question from. Uh, Jay Runner, uh, is there an exercise to perform to help loosen the ligaments on the back of the knee? So, okay. just little, uh, yeah, yeah, little knee question. All right, so that's a tough question to answer because typically we don't want to loosen ligaments. Ligaments are there to hold the back of the knee. Um, usually, it's the top of the calf, the bottom of the hamstring that um, cause more of the issues. Um, and then also you might have some swelling in the knee joint that tends to pull right behind the knee. So people feel tension and it's hard to straighten their knee fully. It's usually not a ligament issue. Um, but who is it, K-Runner, is that the name? Uh, J-Runner. J-Runner. Um, I can't really get more specifics. I don't know, um, we'd have to figure out what structure is actually tight on you. But my guess is you're either having some sort of swelling in the knee capsule, in the knee joint, which is uh, pushing out the capsule, or maybe the capsule or shrink strain. But we would need to, um, we need to get that assessed to give you the right, uh, the right diagnosis. Um, but those are the two most common back there. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, now back to me. <laughs> Not about you, uh, J. Rob. It's all about Eric. Sorry. It's all, yeah. Sorry, J. Runner. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. But no, that's helpful. Because I know a lot of folks who have, um, like, super tight calves, and uh, it can manifest itself in, like, a lot of different areas. You know, whether it's the knee or the ankle or... I, I mean, I think working on that is huge. Um, but to get to... So I have another issue that has popped up on me in the past, and I've heard some folks talk about it at the shop. Um, yeah. But I get another kind of soreness where like that glute I think attaches to the hamstring mm. like very kind of deep deep in there deep, like, like, uh, a, like on your sit bone like when you're sitting on the hard surface that bone that you feel yeah and it's like something I can't like I feel like I can't just work out like I can't get on a foam roller and yeah. do my thing you know yeah um, a proper warm-up might help that Eric <laughs> is that true that's true yeah. so just like doing some soldier kicks and things well yeah i mean so let's backtrack a little bit so 
the foam rolling, which you know usually helps uh, get the blood flow going and some muscle and tendons. It's hard to get that part, that high hamstring area, is what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, unless you actually, if you get to like a, a bench and you sit on the roller, so it's on uh, the rollers right in front of that um, sit bone, mm-hmm. then that, that just distributes more body weight onto the roller, and you can get a little more um, rolling in through there. Uh, but that's okay. so I kind of put the cart before the horse there. Um, but so in that area, high hamstring strains are very, very common. And, you know, the hamstring runs from that sit bone right deep to your um, glute and it goes all the way down to behind your knee. Um, the higher the injury on the hamstring, usually the longer it takes. And if you're having a high hamstring injury way up there, then you are probably looking at, depending on your treatment, like a longer recovery than if you were to have like, um, a hamstring strain down behind the knee a little bit more. Okay. Interesting. So, is it because it's a bigger spot? Like there's a lot more muscle there or what's the deal? Why is that much tougher? Well, think, well, tendons in general don't get a lot of blood flow. So tendon injuries can take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we into that before, we all spend too much time sitting. Right. And when you're sitting, you're actually bending that hand tendon, right? Because mm-hmm. it sits on the bottom of that bone, but you kind of get this, bend to it like this and then you're sitting on it putting a lot of pressure so you're right. decreasing blood flow it already has limited blood flow and now you're basically choking it every time you're sitting too much so that's one of the reasons it takes so long but also you've got your sciatic nerve right through there you've got um, a couple of important ligaments and other tendons that attach in that area that are just all like to get involved um, they actually have a, a diagnosis called ischial pain syndrome it's yeah. kind of like we talked about um, with the, when we talked about the knee a couple of weeks ago like patellofemoral pain syndrome or runner's knee is not really a diagnosis. It's kind of a oh yeah, yeah, it's just like a yeah. big old broad term for folks. Yeah, so ischial pain syndrome means like you got a pain in your sit bone and we don't know why. Go so go see a therapist or a chiropractor and figure it out. Is what basically the diagnosis means. Gotcha. Uh, but that could be a high hamstring. It could be a, um, a ligament sprain in that area. It could be some touch of sciatic irritation. It could be a strain in one of those deep gluteal muscles. You know, I wish. I love taking questions, and I love um, your questions because you have so many problem areas, Eric, so it's always good to talk. <laughs> but um, it's hard without diagnosing it to tell you exactly, oh, it's this, and you have to do that because, you know, we could have two people with pain in the exact same area, and they have two totally different diagnoses and two totally different treatment plans. So I never want to – I love giving the information, but I never want people to take this information as a diagnosis or actual medical advice because we need to get assessed first. Right, right. And I've always found that like, when you do, I think we talked about it before, but like when you do have an injury, usually you got to treat some other area, because that's the issue, not where your pain is. Yeah, not always. Yeah, sometimes it's right there. Um, Like, if your Achilles is twice as thick as it used to be, and it's painful when you squeeze it. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been caused from weak glutes, by the way. We we started this off with hips and glutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so you got to look at where the source of the dysfunction and the problem is coming from, not just where the pain is. I might say that every conversation we have, it's just... That's fine. That's good. I think I've said that seven million times in my career, and I don't know if I'll ever stop saying it, but... Well, no, I mean, I think you, you say it a couple different ways. Maybe it sticks, you know? It could be yeah. sticks. Maybe it's time 7 million one, you know? All right. Perfect. <laughs> right. Um, cool. So I guess we should probably wrap it up here. We've been chatting for 15, 20 minutes. Right. Um, 
But I do want to get uh, an update on Cobra Kai. We could. So have we finished? It? No, I haven't. I saw. I watched the trailer just to like get a little caught up. So it's the Cobra Kai is the bad guy. It's the bad guys, right? Well, that's being very judgmental, Eric. There's no bad guys. There's just guys that make bad decisions. That's all. <laughs> right. No, but yeah, in the movie, they're like the the mean ruffian bully um, karate dojo. Right, the, the right. So, yeah. so why, am I, why am I watching a show all about bad dudes? It's not all about the bad dudes. And you'll be surprised because the bad dude is turning out to be a pretty good dude. All right. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Twist 30 years later. Little, little plot twist. I, I got to go, go on record saying that um, I liked watching it because it was such a throwback to the 80s and everything. It's yeah. borderline, it can get kind of cheesy sometimes. It's definitely a little addicting if you're my age, but it's not like I'm, it's a must watch, like it's going to change your life type of thing. So, yeah, so we're not talking like a lost situation or something where, no. or a Game of Thrones situation. Yeah, you know, we're not, yeah, exactly. We're just talking, it's a fun, if you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s, like, if you were around in the 80s to see the Karate Kid and listen to all that music, then you'll have fun watching it. All right, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there and watch that thing, man. I don't think you were born yet, but it's all right. I, yeah, I'm, I, was, I think uh, 85, so I don't know when Karate Kid came out, but I do remember watching it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure I'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. I can't believe Cobra Kai got mentioned two weeks in a row. What's that? Sorry. That I can't, I can't believe we mentioned Cobra Kai two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I'm going to bring it up next week, too. So. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> done watching I watched the first two seasons. I got nothing else for you. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Cool. Well, all right. So maybe we'll, we'll move on from Cobra Kai next week. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's, here's my quick takeaway. Oh, yeah. Shred, Let's hear it. Strengthen your glutes. we got to open up the front of your hips. Best way to do that is not sit for a prolonged period of time. If you have yeah. a sitting job, get up once every 20 to 30 minutes. Just get up tall, reach for the sky, stretch out your hips and back, and then you can go back down and continue to work. Ideally, mm -hmm. you go for a, like a one or two minute walk at least once an hour, mm -hmm. once every 30 minutes. Um, yep. Just prevent everything from shortening and preventing your glutes from just wasting away and turning into two pillows. Gotcha. All right, cool. Get up All and right. move, people. Got to move them. That's it. All right, cool, Mike. Well, thanks for joining me. And, uh, We'll chat next week, man. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. Peace, dude. Peace. Oh, hey, there he is. Good morning. Hey, how are you, bud? I'm good, and I'm, I'm a little windswept right now. Yeah? Windy where you're at? Windy. I'm at a... Uh, Today's moving day. We're moving one of my offices. Oh, fun. Yeah, so we are on the Warren side of the river here. Lovely. Quick. And... Wow. Not the whole thing. <laughs> you get, that's a big office, I was going to say. Yeah, you know, we've got a little extra room just in case we need it. Um, yeah, but anyway, how you doing? Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're just down for a little walk. I uh, just got my morning run in. Nice. How'd it go? It's been... Uh, it was awful. It was awful. It was awful? 
yeah, I haven't been the most like consistent this week. I've had a couple of days off and Christine's going back to school. So it's like a change of time for me. Yeah. Like yep. I'm usually up and out the door at like 536 and uh, it's just not possible these days. So gotcha. we try to get out there at seven and uh, you know, it's just not, just not a good day. But yeah, we got through it. We got you through did. it. No, I got a yeah. really important question for you. Yeah, what's up? Was there a warm-up involved before you went out? <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, can I be Don't honest? Lie. Don't lie. I won't lie. I won't lie. Um, no, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. Uh, I know. We had that whole conversation. We did. I tell people. I'm always telling people to warm up. And then I just looked at the clock. I was like, okay, I got I to gotta go live with Mike at 730. I want to get three miles in. It's seven o'clock, and so I just I just took off. So you so you sacrificed your health, wrist injury, to get in the next three minutes of running. I get it. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons why I felt so terrible. Maybe. You know, we kind of had a discussion about that last week, didn't we? We we did, we did. Uh, so I'm gonna make sure once I get into this rhythm, this rhythm of the new like recalibration. Uh, I'm going to do some warming up. Alright, I like it. So, I thought today, um, just kind of a little bit selfish, we'd talk about an injury, well not really, an, I don't know if it's technically an injury on me, but some soreness and pains I've had in the past. Yep. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of times when it comes to running injuries, the ankles, the knees tend to get a lot of love. Um, but I tend to get a fairly, fairly sharp pain in the front of my hip, like right on the, uh, well, I guess it's like right on the hip flexor there in the front. And I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about like hip injuries, glutes, glute area as well. Maybe yep. some of the common injuries that you see with a lot of the runners who come in. Sure. Um. All right. First of all, can you do you hear me okay? Because it's pretty windy. I don't know if my mic. I, I hear you. I can hear wind, but I can also hear you. All right. Let me try to let me try to hibernate somewhere over here. Um, all right. So, yeah, hips. Um, most common injuries I would probably say are one is um, like a hip flexor type of strain, which is something in the area that you could be. Um, talking about mm -hmm. um so this flex strain then you have which is a pretty benign so the hip flexors are the muscles in the front of the hip that help bring the knee up like so uh, yeah they also can provide some stability for the spine they don't do a great job at it but they tend to try to do that okay um, so they tend to get overworked and if you sit a lot which mm -hmm. most of them way too much then um, they'll tend to get extremely tight so as you're trying to run, especially as your speeds are getting higher and you're opening up your stride a little more, then mm -hmm. you might feel the restriction in that hip flexor. Um, and also on that note, because you talk about glutes, if um, your hip flexors are tight, you're never going to optimally um, tap into your glute strength. Oh, all right. Because I remember yeah. we talked about that a little bit, I think in uh, either the first Coffee Talk or when you came out for the podcast, that 
a lot of times runners have a difficult time actually using their glutes. Yeah. Um, and I used to do a uh, like kind of a strength class with a gentleman who um, he used to kind of emphasize that a lot more than any other trainers that I've worked with in the past. And he yep. said, "Hey, man, those are those are your pushers, man. Get in there, use them. They're there for a reason." Yeah, it's there for they're for pushing, not for cushion. <laughs> exactly. You know? But yeah, I like that. The problem is a lot of us spend too much time sitting on it than mm -hmm. getting out there and using it, right? Um, right. So yeah, the, the the more flexible you can get your hip flexors, the stronger your glutes will be. The stronger mm -hmm. your glutes are, the more flexible you can get your hip flexors. So it's kind of an inverse relationship there, but you want to work on both. Yeah. Um, so weak glutes uh, or tight hip flexors can both lead to that hip flexor type of strain. Right. Yeah. Another thing we see a lot of is just like a gluteal strain or mm -hmm. everyone, a lot of people know the piriformis muscle. It's a tiny little muscle deep in your butt cheek. And you know, if you go to a doctor and say you have pain in your butt, they usually just say it's piriformis syndrome and, you know, send you to therapy. Yeah. But, you know, you can strain your gluteus maximus, the biggest of the glute muscles. That's the one that everyone sees. Mm -hmm. um, you've got some smaller glute muscles out to the side and then you have six deep rotator muscles in each deep in each uh, chain that are yeah. important. and if those yeah. are strong then it doesn't keep the knee aligned and and then you kind of get this let me show you here so you kind of get this playing type of action when you oh, yeah. so if those muscles in the glute are strong you can keep that knee in line right under your hip in between your hip and your ankle um, gotcha. so you can strain those little rotating muscles um by just not paying attention to them and doing simple little exercises like, you know, bridges and clamshells and leg raises and simple things. No, no major equipment needed. Cool. Um, then if you get a little deeper into the hip, what, you know, what we don't like to see, but we see quite often are labral tears. Oh, yes, I've heard of those. What it, so explain to me what that labrum thing is and how come it gets torn often with runners. Yeah, so the labrum is a cartilage ring that goes around your hip joint. So the hip joint's a uh, ball and socket, um, and you have a lot of, um, you should have a lot of mobility in that joint. So what mm -hmm. the bus does is it laid down this cartilage ring to kind of vacuum seal that ball into socket, the socket for maybe a little extra um, stability. Like a little gasket. Kind of, yeah. And it holds, it kind of holds the ball socket together. Um, and that gets torn a lot just just from the sheer repetition of running. I think we hit mm -hmm. that last time. Like depending on your stride, you could take a thousand to twelve hundred steps per mile. Right. You know, an average runner running twenty to forty miles a week, a lot of steps. So it's um, you can get a, a long term chronic breakdown of the labor. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, we'll see an, an acute tear. Like if you're running on the ice and slip, one leg goes one direction, the other leg goes in the other. Yeah. You tear. They're not. They're kind of like the meniscus in the knee. This cartilage. So they they don't ever heal, but you can go on after rehabbing and stabilizing the joint. You can go on with a very fruitful running career. Just you have to maintain it. And, wow. uh, yeah. Select few of those people may end up in surgery um, to get that repaired. Kind of like a meniscus. Right. Um, you know, and then from there, with your older runners, you get um, arthritis in the hip. You know, we see that yeah. a lot. We see that people starting in their 30s, 
which isn't great, but um, you know, yeah. 30s and beyond, that's always something you got to be um, cognizant. Oh man, I got to start thinking about arthritis, Mike. Jeez, what, aren't you aren't you like 22? Uh, I feel 22. You you look 17. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna try to ride that out as long as I yeah, can. You should. Do you, <laughs> do you still get carded when you order a beer at dinner? I do. It's awesome. I bet you do. Yep. Although you there need is a little, a little more of this, then you don't get carded anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, real quick, we just got a question from uh, Jay Runner. Uh, is there an exercise to perform to help loosen the ligaments on the back of the knee? So just a little, uh, yeah, yeah, a little knee question. All right. So. That's a tough question to answer because typically we don't want to loosen ligaments. Ligaments are there to hold something. The back of the knee, um, usually it's the top of the calf, the bottom of the hamstring that um, cause more of the issues. Um, and then also you might have some swelling in the knee joint that tends to pull right behind the knee. So people feel tension and it's hard to straighten their knee fully. It's usually not a ligament issue. Um, but who is it? K Runner? Is that the name? Uh, J Runner. J Runner. Um, I can't really get more specifics. I don't know. Um, we'd have to figure out what structure is actually tight on you. But my guess is you're either having some sort of swelling in the knee capsule, in the knee joint, which is uh, pushing out the capsule, or maybe you have more string strain. But we would need to, um, you would need to get that assessed to give you the right, uh, the right diagnosis. Um, but those are the two most common back there. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Now, back to me. <laughs> it's not about you, uh, J-Runner. It's all about Eric. Sorry. It's all, yeah. Sorry, J-Runner. No, I'm just I'm kidding. But no, that's helpful. Because I know a lot of folks who have, um, like, super tight calves, and uh, it can manifest itself in, like, a lot of different areas, you know, whether it's the knee or the ankle or I, – I mean – I think working on that is huge. Um, but to get to, so I have another issue that has popped up on me in the past, and I've heard some folks talk about it at the shop. Um, but I get another kind of soreness where, like, that glute, I think, attaches to the hamstring, like, very kind of deep, deep in there. Deep, like, like, uh, like on your sit bone, like when you're sitting on the hard surface that bone that you feel yeah and it's like something i can't like i feel like i can't just work out like i can't get on a foam roller and yeah. do my thing you know yeah um, a proper warm-up might help that eric <laughs> is that true that's true so just like doing some soldier kicks and things well yeah i mean so let's backtrack a little bit so the foam rolling, which you know, usually helps uh, get the blood flow going and some muscle tendons. It's hard to get that part, that high hamstring area is what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, unless you actually, if you get to like a, a bench and you sit on the roller, so it's on uh, the rollers right in front of that um, sit bone, mm -hmm. then that, that just distributes more body weight onto the roller and you can get a little more um, rolling in through there. Oh, but that's, okay. So I kind of put the cart before the horse there. Um, but so in that area, high hamstring strains are very, very common. And, you know, the hamstring runs from that sit bone right deep to your um, glute and it goes all the way down to behind your knee. Um, the higher the injury on the hamstring, usually the longer it takes. 
And if you're uh, having a high hamstring injury way up there, then you are probably looking at, depending on your treatment, like a longer recovery than if you were to have like um, a hamstring strain down behind the knee a little bit more. Okay. Interesting. So, is it because it's a bigger spot? Like there's a lot more muscle there or what's the deal? Why is that much tougher? Well, I think, well tendons in general don't get a lot of blood flow, so tendon injuries can take a while. Um, and as we hinted at before, we all spend too much time sitting. Right. And when you're sitting, you're actually bending that hand tendon, right? Because mm -hmm. it sits on the bottom of that bone, but you kind of get this bend to it like this, and then you're sitting on it, putting a lot of pressure. So you're right. decreasing blood flow. It already has limited blood flow, and now you're basically choking it every time you're sitting too much. So that's one of the reasons it takes so long. But also, you've got your sciatic nerve right through there. You've got um, a couple of important ligaments and other tendons that attach in that area that are just all like to get involved. Um, they actually have a, a diagnosis called ischial pain syndrome. It's yeah. kind of like we talked about um, with the, when we talked about the knee a couple of weeks ago, like the, the telefemoral pain syndrome or runner's knee is not really a diagnosis. It's kind of a oh yeah, yeah, it's just like a yeah. big old broad term for folks. Yeah, so ischial pain syndrome <laughs> means like. You got a pain in your sit bone, and we don't know why. Go so go see a therapist or a chiropractor and figure it out. Is what basically the diagnosis means. Gotcha. Uh, but that could be a high hamstring. It could be a, um, a ligament sprain in that area. It could be some touch of sciatic irritation. It could be a strain in one of those deep gluteal muscles. You know, I wish I, I love taking questions, and I love um, your questions because you have so many problem areas, Eric. So, so it's good. To talk. <laughs> But um, it's hard without diagnosing it to tell you exactly, oh, it's this, and you have to do that because, you know, we could have two people with pain in the exact same area, and they have two totally different diagnoses and two totally different treatment plans. So I never want to – I love giving the information, but I never want people to take this information as a diagnosis or actual medical advice because they need to get assessed first. Right, right. And I've always found that, like – when you do, I think we talked about it before, but like when you do have an injury, usually you got to treat some other area because that's the issue, not where your pain is. Yeah, not only. Yeah, sometimes it's right there. Um, like if your Achilles is twice as thick as it used to be and it's painful when you squeeze it. <laughs> Something's going on. Right? Yeah. It could have been caused from weak glutes, by the way. We, talked, we started this off with hips and glutes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so you got to look at where the source of the dysfunction and the problems coming from not just where the pain is i might say that every conversation we have it's just that's like fine said, that's good seven, i think i've said that seven million times in my career and i don't know if i'll stop saying it but well no i mean i think you, you say it a couple different ways maybe it sticks you know it could be <laughs> yeah. it sticks maybe it's time seven million one you know all right perfect <laughs> right um cool so I guess we should probably wrap it up here. We've been chatting for 15, 20 minutes. Right. Um, but Good. I do want to get uh, an update on Cobra Kai. We could. So have we finished it? No, <laughs> I haven't. I saw. I watched the trailer just to like get a little caught up. So it's the Cobra Kai is the bad guy. It's the bad guys, right? Well, that's being very judgmental, Eric. There's no bad guys. There's just guys that make bad decisions. That's all. <laughs> right. No, but yeah, in the movie, they're like the the mean ruffian bully um, karate dojo. Right. Right. So, yeah. so why am I why am I watching a show all about bad dudes? It's not all about the bad dudes, and you'll be surprised because the bad dude is turning out to be a pretty good dude. 
All right. Interesting. Yes. All right. Good. That's good. Twist 30 years later. Little, little plot twist. I, I got to go, go on record saying that um, I liked watching it because it was such a throwback to the 80s and the music and everything. It's yeah. borderline. It can get kind of cheesy sometimes. It's definitely a little addicting if you're my age, but it's not like I'm. it's a must watch, like it's going to change your life type of thing. So. Yeah, so we're not talking like a Lost situation or something, where, no. or a Game of Thrones situation. Yeah, you know, we're not, yeah, exactly. We're just talking, it's a fun, if you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s, like, if you were around in the 80s to see the Karate Kid and listen to all that music, then you'll have fun watching it. All right, cool. I'm going I'm to get in there and watch that thing, man. I don't think you were born yet, but it's all right. I, yeah, I'm, I, was, I think uh, 85, so I don't know when Karate Kid came out, but... I do remember watching it, yeah. so yeah. I'm sure I'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. I can't believe Cobra Kai got mentioned two weeks in a row. What's that? Sorry. But I, can't, I can't believe we mentioned Cobra Kai two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I'm going to bring it up next week, too. So. All right. Well, I'm done watching it. I watched the first two seasons. I got nothing else for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Well, all right. So maybe we'll, we'll move on from Cobra Kai next week. Yeah. Um, All right, so here, here's my quick takeaway. Oh, yeah. Shred, Let's hear it. Shred the new glutes. we got to open up the front of your hips. Best way to do that is not sit for a prolonged period of time. If you have yeah. a sitting job, get up once every 20 to 30 minutes. Just get up tall, reach for the sky, stretch out your hips and back, and then you can go back down and continue to work. Ideally, mm -hmm. you go for a, like a one or two minute walk at least once an hour, once every 30 minutes. Um, yep. Just prevent everything from shortening and preventing your glutes from just wasting away and turning into two pillows. Gotcha. All right, cool. Get up All and right. move, people. Got to move them. That's it. All right, cool, Mike. Well, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll chat next week, man. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. Peace, dude. Peace, dude.